0: Well, we're back to another episode of the Pig Wrestling Podcast. The Pig Wrestling
1: Podcast is powered by our wonderful sponsor, Think Cloud, and it's available in the cloud. Where's it available, Paul? <laughs> the Cloud I'm Learning, Archive and Spotify, Anchor to name but a few, and on our Pig Wrestling Podcast blog. The Pig Wrestling Podcast is based on a book by Pete Lindsay and Mark Bowden. It's a simple way to solve any problem and create change you need. Right, we're back. Another episode of the Pig Wrestling Podcast, and today, all the way from sunny Spain, we've got Max Leo, singer songwriter. Um, good afternoon, Max. Good afternoon, and just for our listeners, 30 seconds or less, can you just give us a little bit of about yourself?
2: Yeah, I'm um, I'm from Cottenham in East Yorkshire. I'm a musician, singer songwriter. Um, I moved to London about five years ago and ever since I've been doing my music full time.
1: So what gives you the privilege or how do you get to work on a daily basis in Spain? Go and give us a bit of an insight about your recording.
2: Uh, Well, it's, it started by meeting um, my producer lives in Spain who I actually originally met in London. Um, funnily enough, it's my friend's ex-boyfriend. So it was a, it was a good little, it was a good link up. Um, we started recording just every couple of months and then um he invited me out to spain once he'd moved here two years ago and we pretty much formed like a a, just a really really good friendship um and through that every time i come out here we write songs we're recording and formed like a really good partnership in music as well as a good friendship so so now i come out here
0: probably every every two months
2: wow that's great
0: Welcome, Leon. Welcome, Paul. Welcome, Max. How are you doing? Good. Good thank you... you. First question today. I'll let I'll him straight with the first question. I'll, I'll go straight for the first question. So, <laughs> Max, I've been reading all the bio. Paul's done a massive bio on you and all different bits. i am like to do a bit of digging. But interestingly, yeah. um, I just thought we'd, we'd jump straight to it and, and go straight to our first sort of questions to learn a bit more about um, the, the man behind the, 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 the stage name, shall we say. Um, mm-hmm. so, what are one to three books that you've read that have greatly changed or influenced your life?
2: Um, I'll give you two, <laughs> not the three, um, that I can think of anyway. um, To be honest, I'm not a huge reader as much as I should be. Um, But the first one I can think of was a book that um, I read about a year and a half ago called Believe You Can by John Merson. Um, and it was basically it's a really inspirational motivational book filled with quotes from um, past and present celebrities entrepreneurs and um, I basically found that that book really kind of kept me focused at a time when there was a lot of distractions around me and a lot of like questions that I didn't really know where I was going in life which I think is because I struggled with the move to London so that kind of just gave me a little bit of drive and Every day reading that was just a little bit of inspiration, even if it was like twenty minutes of reading.
0: Yeah, good like that. And I think um, interesting you mentioned that, but obviously being a singer songwriter, um, I'm sure a lot of people will understand the 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 what it's like to walk in them shoes. It's not. All, I'm sure it's not all um, glitz and glamour. Is that, is that fair to say? Yeah,
2: definitely. Because I think the people the thing people don't see is the is the struggle of um, get into where you'd like to be. And it's actually quite a really lonely job. Whereas if per se you work in an office or in retail, you've constantly surrounded by people. But as a musician, most of the time, unless you're on stage or unless you're at an event, you you are on your own writing songs or just with one of a person. So it does actually get quite quiet and lonely at times.
0: That's a lot of time to think.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think, especially when you're writing songs, you've kind of, you have, basically have therapy with yourself. You, you, you're going deep into your own thoughts. So sometimes you can get a little bit too lost in it. But I almost see the writing songs as like therapy. You get out of out of your head instead of just it sticking in there. Yeah, I like that.
0: I like what was that. What you say, Bob? You add something
1: there? I was just saying it's just like the Iceberg scenario, isn't it? Where you see the success above the waterline, but then you, you don't see all the struggles and the late nights and the writing and going going to Spain, all the hardship of in <laughs> Spain.
2: <and laughs>
1: so, yes, yeah, it's true. People don't see all the struggles that Max has had to go through over the last few years trying to get where he wants to be and
2: ultimately be a success. So, yeah yes yeah, it's, it's it is true the iceberg thing so i think um it's one of the big struggles is is trying to get to where you want to be having to maybe balance a couple of jobs at the same time as trying to fulfill almost a hobby that you want to do full-time i think that was one of the hardest things of me is is trying to I was trying to balance doing a couple of part-time jobs as well as then going home and trying to get in the right headspace to maybe write a song or to or to be in a positive mood to yeah to write so it's, sometimes you can get a little bit lost in the system of it did you say there was another book max yeah um it's called the art of not giving a <laughs> what's <I say? laughs> um, it I can't remember the the author but it was a female author and I I felt like that was pretty life-changing for me reading that because I just I went from a process of especially doing what I do of caring a lot about what people think and um, people judging the type of music or the clothing or the way I'm being on social media or just just in general life it doesn't matter if you're a musician or or not Um, but that book really taught me just to that other people's opinions really actually don't matter. And when someone s- m- might say something negative about you, it doesn't actually have an effect on anything. Nothing happens when someone says anything bad about you, apart from you maybe caring about it. So if you almost like release that care, then it, it's, it, it can never have a negative impact on you. And that book really taught me just to not give a damn about anything. Well, and, and
0: it in, it was, it, I think the book, do um, you have an orange cover? It was like a white cover. Oh, right, okay. Well, um, there's like a series of them. Well, actually, I've just seen, yeah, there's two. two um, it was basically a counter. I have seen it, actually. Um, And yeah. interesting, you mentioned that, though. Um, the point on that, I was just looking at the cover then as I Googled it. Um, I think I, I think I have listened to that on audio. And I think what I took, what I, if I've got the right one on it, it's all about um, going with your gut and only you know what's right. And the challenge is, I think, um, if, I, if I remember it rightly, is we all want to be approved, you know, we all seek approval from others, don't we? But the problem yeah, is definitely. something when you find your own heart or your dream, um, others actually don't understand what that is. So they can't ever see it from your shoes, can they, as such? And I suppose more so when you're, you know, if you're trying to be a singer songwriter and people are maybe trying to, ooh, your loved ones around you, maybe want you to play it maybe a bit more safe. And go get a job out mm. of the system, um without them thinking about it, there might be a negative influence on your on your on your careers. We we talk about it, don't we, Paul, about radiators and grains? Yeah, yeah, we do. And people p- sometimes
1: people um push their fears onto us. Um, and it's mm. only of they care, um, but they push push their fears onto us. Have you had that, Max?
2: Definitely. Yeah, definitely. And uh yeah, good job. Yeah, had that quite a lot actually. Funnily enough, I I hate to I hate to uh, out my parents, but um, I, I think my mum was always quite cautious growing up, so she always wanted me to have a backup. Whereas my dad was quite the opposite. But I think that's because I lived with my mum and, and not with my dad. So it was it was sometimes it was a battle with myself, but also trying to convince the people that love you that you're making the right decisions.
1: Right, so I'm going to wait in with the next question now. Right. Oh, this is a good one for Max. Uh, what is your field of <laughs> song or music that gets you focused or makes you happy?
0: Can
2: I do a current one and a past one?
1: Yes. Do what you like.
2: Yeah, well, currently, uh, it's, uh, there's, I'd say there's three songs. Um, they're actually very pop, very pop songs, but, you know, I do pop anyway, so... Uh, one is called Super Lonely by uh, Benny. And I've known about that for a while, but it's it's um, started trending on TikTok, so it's been in the charts. Um, another one is called Say So by Derja Cat and Three um, Nights by Dominic Fight. But past one would probably be a Jim or a Lionel Richie song. Can't go wrong. No, well, past- I know the last two, but I don't know the first three.
0: You got me. <laughs> you got him yeah. at TikTok, didn't you? Trending on TikTok. Fuck yeah. tiktok is, Paul. Paul <laughs> clock it? it's a I, think of be- I, I think we should definitely. I think Paul would be awesome on TikTok. He would. He would. He'd do really well. I think. I think we need to get you on TikTok, Paul. Do, is that? Is that? Yeah, for marketing. I think we should agree uh, straight away. It's just a, It's just an absolute yes. So would, let's have a vote, Max. So yes from me. Definitely. Ye- yes, from that. So we're gonna get we're gonna get you on to TikTok. Right. Okay then. And I, I can't say no to anything anyway. Yeah. I'm just well, just just on that though because it's always interesting it, when we've got you know got a musician on and we're talking about um, music. And um, just talk to us about some sort of early in- influences of music in your life. Ooh, um
2: I always find this quite a tough question to to answer because I just I feel like I was surrounded by music all the time with my parents um but I didn't really actually understand what music I was getting played when I was a kid I just you just absorb everything like a sponge and it's only until now I look back and I'm like oh yeah that really has influenced me but um my mum was very much into her acoustic music uh when I was young so Paolo Nuttini, James Morrison, uh Jack Johnson there were a lot of a lot of the type of artists that I was listening to and really sort of grounded me. Um, and I think that's why when I started doing music, I was very much uh, an acoustic artist, which I'm, I've am i moved on from that now, but the influence is still there. Whereas my dad was very much into his bands like Oasis and Red Hot Chili Peppers. So I feel like I got a really good like balance between
1: the two. Yeah. I'll tell, I tell you what, Max, um, when I was doing a bit of digging, I found out you started music when you was nine.
2: Yeah, that was when I started singing and writing songs. age. <laughs> Jesus, I yeah. time. what is it nine? I don't think. <laughs> you like yeah, music. My, I, I had my first guitar lesson when I was nine. I did it for a year and then um I don't know why, I couldn't be bothered. And then two years later I, I taught myself how to play guitar, so but I, it was from, like, nine or ten I started doing uh, drama at school. So it was tied in with the singing and acting and everything. i tell
1: you um, what I found out as
2: well, Leon. Go on. Season
1: ticket holder, League United.
0: Champion! he would be, be happy now, am I? Oh, exactly. he's <laughs> happy as Larry.
1: I, I was going to save that from having had a lesson from a failure of yours, because... <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: I've had too many years of that. I can't remember yeah. the. I can't remember Leeds being good.
0: Yeah, I remember back in the day when it was good. When I was living Leeds, yeah. when they had Tony Yaboa, Lee and yeah. Lee, you know, Lee boy, boy, yeah, and all of them playing for him. There was there was awesome awesome Smith, um, and 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 I think you know we're not one for taking sides, are we, as Paul? But it is good to see him come back up in terms of uh, when it was a. It was like a. A huge club to just go down, wasn't it? It's just crazy, so yeah. I, think that, I think that's only good. Um, but not friends in league, haven't we? we lot all friends but City aren't doing too good at the minute, so that's not good, is it? Um, no, yeah. but interesting, Max. just while I've got you on that first, that second question, um, mm. what is like a, a, a you know, do you have like a guilty pleasure that you like to play yourself and sing or perform? Um, or is there like a or one of, even one of your own songs that you just love to perform? Is there, uh, you know, we've all got. Songs you like to sing in the shower, on on in the car. What you know, being a being a performer, what is it for you? You know, what's your sort of your go-to song that you really love? Uh, one of my own. I used to. It's funny,
2: funny, enough, when I was when I was in my teens, I used to always play quite mellow and sad music. Whereas recently, um, I've been writing a lot of upbeat sort of eighties funk disco tracks and that's been the best for me, because it's really got me into listening to a, like, a range of artists I've never even heard of, just for the influence of that. So it's like, even, I don't know if you could class it as a Guilty Pleasure, probably, but when I said Say So by Doja Cat, that is like, it probably is a Guilty Pleasure song, it was all over the radio during lockdown and everything, I absolutely love the song. I've watched the video about a million times, but <laughs> it's great. What's
0: your guilty pleasure, Leon, in the shower? I'm um, putting up with you. <laughs> in the shower? In the shower, I'd missed that bit. We'll edit that bit Sometimes you ring me in the shower and I talk to you and I sing to you. What do you what's your guilty pleasure singing? Oh, I have low, I like. Um, I I don't think you can beat it as a karaoke song. Rolling, rolling, rolling. <laughs> high, giddy up, Taylor. Giddy up, Taylor. <laughs> It's got it, hasn't it? I've got it there, haven't I? you got it. you never lost it. Oh, love it. Never had it. Right, go on then. The next one. You, you're up next.
1: What purchase of £50 or less has most po- positively impacted your life in the last six months?
2: It's hard to think about, isn't it, when we've been on lockdown for the past six months. <laughs> um But it will probably... Probably be the plane ticket out of here, to be honest. <laughs> um, not to like get out of England, but just to um, finally be back doing doing what I love, to be honest, with with, with my producer. So, um, other than that, though, I, I would say um, I bought a like a manifestation diary in January, and that's just completely kept me focused over lockdown. And <clears throat> a lot of the times where I was getting a a bit bored, or you know, the days just kind of rolled into one during during lockdown, and that kind of just kept track and uh, remember what I'd done because there was a lot I, I was doing with my little brother and my family, and um, you know, I like to cherish that sort of thing. So it's it's nice to actually keep track of everything you've done instead of just letting it go by.
0: Tell us a bit more about that because um, some of our listeners might not understand or might not have heard that same manifestation diary. Um, so tell us tell us a little bit more about that. And let's, let's have a little bit of a dig on that.
2: Yeah, so it's it's based on like uh, a normal diary, but it's it's completely detailed. So it's it goes through each day, split into every half an hour, which can be a bit much to uh, plan your day like that. So I don't always use it to its full potential, but um, it's basically each month it allows you to reflect on the month and write down what you've been grateful for in that month, um, what you've achieved and then looking into the next month, setting out some short term, long term goals, maybe personal goals that you'd like to achieve or career goals and um, write about things you'd like to maybe treat yourself with. So if you'd like to buy a pair of jeans I've been thinking about, for example, I just, um, I think it's, it gives you a lot more than what a normal diary would do, because it, it gets you thinking about other things rather than just maybe the things are I've got to do this. I've got to do that. Instead. It's like looking at the long term, the positives of doing those steps.
0: Love that. Absolutely love that. And, and I'd see, I'd see one of these Paul, which we talk about thoughts become things. Um, I'd been, it's weird that Max mentioned that I'd been reading up the other day. It'd come up on my um, feed, um, manifestation, um, diary. So I know you've seen that yeah. and you mentioned it. So yeah, it, it is a weird world that we're connected in, but I, I love Definitely. the idea of that about, um, you know, I like to have a vision board. I have a vision board at home where I just, like, mm. and just ponder it, um, and just look at it. And it's just like a, a collection of mad ideas that I want my life to be like. And I think sometimes it's, it's quite cool where you can have a bit of escapism. Um, yeah. and try but I, I really like the idea you mentioned there about, um, some sort of small wins where you can celebrate some small wins. So if you if you spend thirty minutes, if it's in, like for me, I'm just thinking if I had to break it down to thirty minutes, I get email. So I reckon, Paul, what I'm thinking is if I spend thirty minutes on, thirty minutes on email, I'm going to treat myself to some new jeans. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, do it. do it. Do it. Let's get it do done. It. If I spend thirty minutes on email, I'll
1: treat myself to. I don't know. I probably go for a jog because you know me with my fitness. and just won't stop. Just won't Can't stop, stop. Won't stop. Can't stop. Um, stop.
0: will I'm gonna hit him with the next one. Do on, you then. have a lesson from a failure of yours? Oh,
2: <laughs> I don't. I don't know if I can
0: think about a failure.
2: I don't know if I can maybe class it as a failure, but maybe a regret or like the wrong decision. If that if that's following the rules, if that's all right with you guys, let's roll with it. Let's go. Yeah, it was um, when I went to university. Um, I I chose to do I chose to do business uh, marketing more in in particular, and um, being a guy who's always surrounding himself with music and creativity and doing arts and stuff, it was just the wrong choice. And um, I think I was listening to people around me too much for that advice. So like my my advice to would be to just do what your gut says and not always take everything that that is around you in because sometimes you just gotta follow your own belief in your own gut. Because I I definitely get I can't complain because I don't like regrets because at the end of the day you are where you are because of your choices, good or bad. Um but I do think I wonder what I could have been doing if I if I chose that or how different my last few years of my life could have been.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's like that. per- that's,
2: per-
1: that's yeah, perfectly answered, is. perfect, isn't it, Paul? Yeah, perfectly answered. And I think he hit on that early, earlier where I think a lot of people need to follow the gut instincts and go where what makes them happy because life's too short and live for the now. And sometimes the easiest choices aren't the best, are they? So, mm-hmm. right, on that, I'm going to meet you with the next one. What is your favorite quote or saying that if you share with everyone in the world, what is it and
2: why? The one I always go back to is um, "Do what you can." So everyone always says "Do what you can," but I think it's "Do what you can." I can't remember who I don't know who originally said it, but I saw it on a on a YouTube video, and it's always stuck with me because it's just simple and it says so much in 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 one line. Love it. Do what you can't, I love that one. Yeah. I just I just think it's sorry, I just think it's I think it's motivation to prove people wrong in a way. If someone says, Oh, no, you you, you can't run a hundred metres in whatever seconds and it's just it's kind of that motivation you want to prove someone wrong, like it's well watch me, because I will do it. I think and it, it gives can be determination as well.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, definitely. Yourself, um yeah. sometimes we all say we can't do stuff. But do what you can, yeah. Make sure you can do it.
0: No, I love that. No, I I like about it particular, Paul. There's another angle on it. Is um, we are we're always telling ourselves um, what we can't do at times. You know, Mm -hmm. and and I I love it. You know, one of my favourite quotes is a Tony Robbins' quote: Um, "Resources are never the problem. Lack of resourcefulness (laughs) is the problem." And and it links. It's even better than that, isn't it? Really, when you think about it. just absolutely, what you don't think you can't do, go, get on and go do it. How cool would life be, you know? You yeah, know, so true. We, I think, and, uh, Paul, we de- just write that down. That that quote. I've done enough. it. You, you, you done don't. it. So when we when when we finish this podcast and you're downloading TikTok and you think, oh, I don't <laughs> get it, right? What's what, what are we gonna say? I'm gonna do it. Yeah, but when you say to yourself, I, I don't understand it. I can't do this. What are you gonna do? what are you gonna say to yourself? Yeah, but I think backflips, Leon. I won't be able to do backflips. <laughs> we've, got, we've, we've got computer trickery. It's all done by. It's all editing. Is it? We're, we're oh, going to do everything. We're, we're going to manage them. that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've seen one, Paul, which me and you could do where we could run through walls. Oh yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that. Like Ant and Deck. do it we that. Chuckle, guys. I was thinking, about, let's keep for this singing theme, Paul. Let's keep with yeah. the singing theme. I was thinking you could be more like um, that wrecking ball, like um, Cyrus. Marley Cyrus. Like Marley a wrecking ball, I was thinking of <laughs> Robson and Jerome. <laughs> 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 right, come on, next question. Come on. But, uh, in the last five years, what new habit or belief has had the most profound effect on your life and why?
2: Ah, uh, habit would Max, be uh,
0: wrecking ball. Sorry, Max. I've
1: just clicked on wrecking ball. <laughs> Is that why you said it? I've just clicked on. Take that back. <laughs> oh, no, Wait, Sorry, Max. Carry on. Oh, it's all right. This it's
2: good entertainment. It's like watching a comedy show, <laughs> comedy value, or nothing else. I'd say it's more Chuckle Brothers than Ant and Death, though. <laughs> um, the question there, anyway, um, I'd say making time for for enjoyment is probably one of the, the best habits I've had to learn because I think, I think in the past I can get too harsh with myself and um, if I start, say, I've been working on something all day and then I, co- I haven't finished it and I go away for an hour and I'm like... Um, I start playing call of duty or go go out with my friends sometimes i can feel a bit guilty that i haven't finished what i'd started and i think what i've learned is actually you've got to make time to do to do the stuff you love and, and that just completely like take your mind off things otherwise you just drive yourself insane
1: we we always talk about taking
2: time for yourself
1: and as long as you give 100% in what you do, then you deserve to take time for yourself because if you don't, it's just a detrimental effect to yourself and detrimental effect to your work. So, yeah, I totally agree with what you're saying there.
0: I think the challenge is, isn't it? Um, uh, Even more so, you know, we live in this digital world now, don't we? Um, You know, I remember, you know, many moons ago I used to be a carpenter and I used to, you know, build things. So at the end of the day, I could say that I'd built a wall, or I'd installed a kitchen, or I'd installed some windows. Um, and the more I started changing careers and getting more into, like, you know, as I call it, management or above the head thinking, so not, not so much manual work, um, very difficult to quantify what I've done in a day sometimes, um, and that, that must be even more so for, you know, writing a song how do you quantify if you've done a good job writing a song until it's actually released? You know, that must mm. be a complete and utter head flip. How do you know um, if it's good until you've actually done it? How do you know if your creative process has been the right one? And yeah, that must be a really challenging um, predicament you're in. Yeah,
2: that that's true. And I think it's even before you've uh, thought, thought about releasing the track, it's even writing it, if, if sometimes if you don't feel like you've if you haven't finished the song in that day then you've got a half written song and then if if you leave it half written maybe the inspiration hasn't come or you're not feeling you can't finish the song you can you can stop halfway through and then just feel like you've almost failed in a way because you haven't finished it um and i always find that i always try to 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 write my songs in a day or less um instead of dragging it over to the other days because then i just feel Feel guilty for not even finishing it. So, to get even to the stage of releasing it, it's, it's like you say, it's just unpredictable. When you're writing a song
1: as well, um I'm thinking you're writing a song and you're writing it through emotion because it, it'll be the emotion that you're feeling at the time, which mm. you'll put it down into paper. So, if you don't finish that song at that time, the next day you'll feel a different emotion. You'll you you'll feel different in yourself, so the song will become different. So I would have surmised that I'm I I'd, I i a songwriter. I've got the voice for it, but I just I ain't got. I can't. You got move. the moves for it. I've got the moves for it. I've got the moves. <laughs> what um I'm just thinking if you don't do it in that day, does your emotions change, and then the song becomes different, and
2: the meaning of the song becomes different? Yeah, definitely with the words. It's um. Because there's there's two ways that I, I write a song. It's either it's either I'll start with start with the instrument and then put it onto the computer and start recording and doing a bit of production, and then the lyrics or or the the singing will come later on. Or it can be picking up the instrument straight away and writing just there and then. And if you do it that way, it's very hard to pick up that immersion again, especially if it's say like. If it's a really deep emotional song, to go back to that and to get yourself in that head zone is so difficult. I think mean, the only way I managed to try and do it, if that's the case, is I just have to play about ten sad songs that like make me like just want to cry. <laughs> I mean, that's like the best way to get back into the head space.
0: Yeah, it's like Crap. state management. So footballers have to get themselves riled up, and yeah. if your if your lyrics, you know, a downbeat, you've got to get deep down on you, I don't know, know yeah,
2: why yeah. <laughs> That's the thing, you, you can't predict your emotions. Some days you have good ones, some days you don't. So it's if you have a if you're having a tough day and then the next day it's the best day ever. You can't then go, oh well, I'll finish the song I was doing yesterday.
1: Right, then my question, i I've got this one. Knowing what you know now, what advice would you give yourself at eighteen and what advice should you have
2: ignored? Um, oh to just do what makes you happy and, and, and what you believe in. And it, it's touching on what I've already said, but I think a lot of there's a lot of people, including myself, that their first priority isn't to do something they love, it's to do something that's secure. And all that that is very important and everyone has different lives. But I think um a lot of people that I know, especially friends, for example, have stuff that they absolutely love to do but I've never tried to make it something they could maybe make a living out of. And instead they're carrying on doing jobs that that they're depressed at or just not happy with.
0: I like that. I like that. And we, we, can both agree, we can both feel that, like, can't we, Paul? Because for years I was in a career that I did because my dad told me to be a carpenter. That was the only reason. And then I ended up progressing and being you know good in that field in terms of progressing as much as I could. You were the same in production, weren't you, Paul? And I think, you know, I took the jump and, and followed my dreams. And don't get me wrong, it's hard, um, but I love it. I, I have a, an enthusiasm for work that doesn't feel like work, if that makes sense. Um, you're know, the same, Paul, like you, with the, with the mental health work you're doing. Um, yeah. And I, and I think that piece of advice you, you talk about there, Max, is um, we should – I believe in career, you know, careers advice at school. You know, I always remember Mum saying it to me. Um, and I never fully – understood it until i was older but she would always say find a job you love doing and you never have to work a day again in your life and mm. it needs really hammering home to that point because we forget don't we um you know when i got asked that question i wish i just had more time to actually really decide what i actually enjoy doing but then on the flip side you've got to feel, aren't you to fight like you you're talking about um yeah. not enjoying marketing how cool is that though that you really understood that that one for you how cool is it
2: yeah, yeah. I think I mean, think it's benefited me a lot because now I've realised what I don't want to do instead of, and it, and it's it kind of like channels you into knowing what you do want to do instead. Yeah. Sometimes you've got to do something you don't like to learn what you
0: what you do. Yeah, mm. exactly, exactly. And you'd say you'd be a big believer in that Paul at the moment, would you not, or or not? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm I'm
1: driving my business and I'm doing what I absolutely love now, and but it. It hasn't been easy. It hasn't been easy at all. Um a lot of hours studying, a lot of hours, um what people crying. Done, crying crying, <laughs> crying, yeah. Heartbreak. But but it's all worthwhile. And um, like we said, the easiest things aren't always the best, are they? Um what you want and the iceberg effect. Um a lot mm. of people don't see the hours of anguish and like you say, tears under the water, they just see a little bit of success above the water and yeah, and I think we're swimming at the minute. We're swimming above the water
0: at the minute. So we're, at least, go, we're at least coming back up for air now, aren't we? Um but yeah, I think I've this, well, this is this is, yeah, but this is what's great about life, isn't it? I think um is you know it is really easy to take these sort of safe roads and that, that's why I love getting you know, getting guests like you, Max on the on the podcast. Um, you know, you're going after your dream, you know, and it's a big problem you've got to solve, isn't it? Um, but only you can solve it, you know, and I have massive admiration yeah. for you. Um, so I love that. Um, where are we going to go next with this one, Paul? Is it, um, is it me or is it you? I've lost track. Where am I going? Yeah. Um, we all at times, so this is a great question, actually, where have we gone there? Um, so following, following your dreams, Max, you know, we all at times feel burnt out, unfocused, unenergized, sometimes overwhelmed. Um, mm. If helpful, um, what do you do? And what questions you ask yourself
2: <sighs> to to switch off from that? Um, a lot of time, just come off any sort of any phone, laptop. Put everything on airplane mode if I'm feeling unfocused or overwhelmed. Because I think that's one of the things that I struggle with the most is if I've got people texting me or social media now, especially like especially in young people, the amount of people I know that. One of the biggest things they struggle with is the pressure from that. Um, so I just, t- I t- honestly, I turn my phone off and my laptop and I'll do something maybe either completely mind-numbing, like watching TV or playing the PlayStation, or I'll uh, go for a walk or, or be with my family because that completely, if I'm overwhelmed, just spending an hour with my family is like the best cure for it.
1: Well done. Well done. I love that. What do you do, Max? You turn your phone off?
2: Yeah, I put, I oh, put yeah,
1: my phone Yeah, yeah. I, I rec- I've I've been <laughs> with that when I've been trying to contact you for the last two days. <laughs> it's been an overwhelming week. <laughs> it's been an overwhelming week. Yeah, right. Anyway. Oh, sorry, Paul. Sorry if I don't got back to you. Cheers, mate. Yeah, love it. You've great, Nick. A, I need
0: to no, no, that. Before I go on there, Paul, I know
1: you're going to thinking, but
0: it's, it's a great point And I think especially in the work that Max is doing, you know, social social media is is huge for you, in it? Growing your fan base for your songs Mm. um, and and having that sort of pressure. um, And I suppose it must be very challenging when, you know, um, you put a song out there and maybe it doesn't get the reception or the feedback that you want it. Um, But again, you know, we we talk often, don't we, about social media, don't we, Paul, in terms of it is a challenge. And I mean, how, how do you deal with that sort of pressure, Max? In terms, of, I know you, you just—is it back to that in, initial book that you said you've just got to take it with the pinch of salt, so to speak, and, and not give a, a flying F, so to speak? Or you know, what is it? How, how do you deal with that? Um,
2: I think it's it all just comes down to trying to po- focus on like, the positives because I think we as humans just tend to dwell on like the negatives, and if there's if there's negative people commenting or or messaging a lot of the time it will be minute in comparison to the amount of positive stuff. So I think sometimes you just got to be like, I really appreciate the amount of people that have been there to love what you're doing and, and not the people that are trying to knock it down.
1: I th- I think all joking aside, when, you, when you, you turn all your electrics off your computer, your phone and you go and re-energize yourself. I think that's absolutely fantastic because it, Some people can't, some people can't, and you've got the coping mechanism that you've got that refocuses yourself, re-energizes yourself, and you know, and people need to get coping mechanisms so they can recharge and refocus instead of, some people don't put the phones down and don't take time for themselves, and I think, yeah, what you're saying is is great, because I think we do that, don't we, Leon? Both of
0: us. Yeah, yeah, I'm a big fan of um, turning notifications off. But again, it's like out there, isn't you got to monitor it, because I, I just had a couple of days off myself. You know, like I took the Friday off and the Monday off, and I had a long weekend. And I noticed, um, I got back on Instagram, because I haven't been on Instagram in ages, cause I just tried not to go on it. And I got, but I, I go on Instagram when I want to catch up with my friends and stuff. I, I use it as a tool like that. And then I'd noticed I'd posted quite a bit. And i just had a, one of those little moments, like, what am I doing? I didn't really know why I was yeah. posting. Why am I posting on there? And but then like, but then I had the flip side of it. I had quite a few conversations off the back of it from people who messaged me and a couple of phone calls. So yeah. it all depends, innit? it? Because it's like, yeah, you know, I try and limit my my use of social tools to twenty minutes a day. Um, don't get it right all the time, but I have it locked. But as long as I think, as long as you you're trying to look at it in moderation. Um, because like me and my wife were talking about this. I'd sat there and I went on Instagram on on the Saturday because I just shared some bits I was doing with the family and other things. Now I've got my mum and my sisters and other people who follow me on there, they got like an insight into what I was doing. Um so when I'm speaking to them, it just sort of saves time and they get to see people and see memories. Um mm. and it's how we sort of like sometimes Paul we yours, I, I might not speak to you, but then I'll keep a track of you now and again from your Instagram, and that's how mm. we sort of connect now, don't we? Um mm. I just think it sometimes can become a bit of a problem uh, because you can sit on there and you end up, um, what's the word, getting distracted by it and not going and working on what the things you should be doing. So it's about moderation, I suppose. Yeah. uh, Fun is good.
1: Using it as a bit of fun and a bit of a tool, like he said. Um, But it's it's knowing when to have your limits and when to stop and when to focus on what's important, like you can be, sat with somebody for three hours and not say a word um where you need to put you put it down and focus on what's with you but when you've got time to
2: chill and you want to go on instagram and have a bit of fun that's
1: fine that's fine as well
2: yeah i um i completely agree with the moderation because i think one of the biggest one of the biggest things is personally i do and well my girlfriend's um she's a blogger so her her whole job and career is is Full time is Instagram and YouTube, so I can I see it from both sides, both sides of the spectrum, and 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 I see her struggles that she deals with it while she's um, on Instagram. It's the it's the comparisons, and then as soon as you start scrolling, sometimes you can sat there for an hour, and then you look up at your phone, you're like, I've just wasted an hour of my life. So I think it's like like you said, it's it's being aware of what the limit is for yourself, because if I've been on there for a long time. I come away almost feeling really deflated but not really understanding why but I think that's why I also think it's so crucial to follow people that make you feel good or you find like inspirational or you might like their clothes or music for example whereas I know a lot of people that will they'll follow people that make them feel insecure and it's that's just damaging if every single morning and night you're, you're looking at people that make you feel like rubbish there's there's no point in following someone
0: like that and uh, i think it interests we had, a, we had a guest on a, a few weeks back didn't we paul um damian brown is a, like an extreme adventurer so, so, yeah. for, so for example um I, I set myself a limit to 20 minutes so my notifications go off and it locks me and um i'm, I'm having my 20 minutes on there and um he puts something on about training, he, he, he just does like extreme stuff, and he, he basically, I think that his quote was, um, your man's not your friend, um, it'll be telling you a lot, and it basically telling yourself loads of rubbish. And it, and it made me go, actually, yeah, why am I telling myself that I aren't gonna go out and train? And even though I was on hold, I just went for a big walk, ball, right? But I wasn't gonna do it, and just watching that fueled me to get up, whereas I was sat there before that. But I've worked really hard, I need to enjoy this beer and we have a beer and we have the, and I was like, actually, no, why don't I just go, take the dog for a big walk, take the kid, tick, tick, go exploring um, and just try and um, re-infuse And I think that's interesting, you know, it's like anything, isn't it, when we talk about social media, it's just trying to get positive influences and just being a bit, bit more conscious of why you're using that sort of tool, I suppose, we're saying that way. Yeah, I do, I do. As long as
1: you're conscious and you're doing it in moderation and you're using it as a tool and it's not using you, then then it's all good. It's all good. It's it's a yeah, great yeah. form of communication. It's a fantastic form of communication um, as long as you use it in the right way. So yeah. now, Max, with the next question. Mm-hmm. Who in the world would you like to interview, past or present, and why?
0: Good question. Big question. I've got him. It's, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm
2: just—I'm debating whether to go down the music route or just general life route. Unless Can I do one of each? Of course, you can. Yeah. Um, musically, I'd say Prince. Yeah. Uh, obviously, one of the most one of the most talented musicians to have lived, um, both musically and as a performer. And what uh, what why I'd like to interview him is because he was incredibly mysterious no one actually really knew too much about him or got to see the real Prince who he was. And I, I think it'd be so interesting to just learn about, from a musician's point of view, how he did it, how he learned, how he, how he progressed and improved and what his inspirations were, but also, like, just as a general general guy, just to know how he coped with it all and how he kept this, like,
0: performance all the time. It's, like, mind-blowing. Uh, I love the way he changed his name to a symbol. That's marketing genius, isn't it? Yeah,
2: yeah exactly. I you to, to have the balls to do that.
1: <laughs> Paul, what symbol can we change you to? Don't start. You've already said a wrecking ball.
0: <laughs> You've already said it, haven't you? What about, what, about, what about the dot on an exclamation mark?
1: Oh, yeah. The dot that called? I'll keep going. That's it, isn't it? Exclamation mark. No, the, no it's the, not. No, ended.
0: It's I just I said the dot. What it? What is the dot stand for? I think, I think we. I think we need to start calling you Mark. <laughs> <laughs> right, right.
1: What's the next person you'd like to interview, Max? Uh, I'm.
2: If I'm not going down the musician route, I'm going to say Tony Robbins. He's uh, been a massive influence for me for the last five years, and. Uh, it would cost a lot to interview because, uh, well, yeah, I can't imagine how much it is to hire him, but um, I just think he's got an incredible mind, like more energy than, than any, almost anyone I've seen. And to, to the amount of energy you can get from him just watching a video for 10 minutes of his through um, a screen, you just imagine the energy you'd get off him if you were interviewing him face-to-face. And some of the, because I'd like to know like, like, uh, I watch a lot of his stuff, but it'd be good to even delve deeper into his struggles that he's had to overcome, and to see the guy that he is now. It's like it's inspirational.
0: Some yeah, guy, yeah, I agree. I'd be sat there listening. He's to a legend with these open. Some some guy, some guy. Right then, Max. Is
1: there anything we should have asked you but didn't?
2: What my uh, what my what my handles are to find me everywhere, <laughs> yeah, the,
0: the, the good, good one to we yeah. with that. More about
2: you, learn More, um, you can find me on uh, Spotify, Apple Music for for my music. Um, I'll have new stuff coming out towards the end of the year. Um, and also my social medias, which is Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. It's just uh, it's Max Lear. Um, I've got a couple of songs out now, but uh, There'll be new stuff coming out later in the year
0: and we'll share what we'll do is also we'll, we'll make sure when we put the, the the post out we'll share loads of links um but paul it's been absolutely awesome having max on hasn't it? we've got to ask max one thing haven't we else joe would do is she'll kick our heads in if we don't ask him well i was i was just going to go there um i okay. just going to go there don't we don't me to pick that up or do, you, do you want to roll with it because you max because Normally we, we have we have John, but Joe's on order this week, um, and obviously we've, we're trying to get you in and fit you in around your sort of uh, your hectic schedule. Um, mm. but what, we do, what we do, is the, the the podcast is sponsored by the Talk Suicide campaign, um, so yeah. it's a it's a, a piece of training that we ask everyone to take, and we'll share the links out with you, um, and we need you to take that piece of training but also we need to share the link out on your social media uh, just to empower yeah, definitely. everyone else to, to, you know, spot the signs and ultimately save a life. Um, So as you can see, Paul, Paul is absolutely terrified that we didn't say that. But Paul, have we, yeah. are we, are we, are we boxed that off? Have we, we done that? Yeah, just to let you know, Max, it's only 20
1: minutes, but it's well worth taking the training. Um, yeah. the, the information in that 20 minutes is priceless. So if you'd... Like to take the training and like Leon said, share it. We'd much appreciate it. And happy yeah, if you don't take it.
2: Yeah, I will do. I'll make sure I share it. And actually, I'll send it to all my friends as well as on my social media because I think it's something uh, most people should should look at.
0: Absolutely. Um, and is he anything you you learn um, about being on the show? Um, you know, going through the questions. Anything? Anything you learn you like to share? Um,
2: yeah, it's kind of seen, um, a lot of the, the different perspectives from, we've all come from different backgrounds and do different jobs and different ages. So for me, it's, it's, it's interesting to hear from two guys that have got completely different experiences in life to me. Um, yeah, I've, I, I, the good, the good thing is I feel like there's a lot that we all have in common with going through the questions with what we've we've spoke about. I feel that helps because it actually shows that, um, most people are in agreement with what you're saying or, or at least understand so.
0: or we're all just as mad as each other yeah pretty much <laughs> I, 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 like, I like that one I like the last one yeah go with the latter um, so just before we wrap up whereabouts are you in Spain where are you um, just outside of Marbella uh, um, Paul what's the weather <laughs> like out there because what's it like out here Paul it's, it's great it's well, uh, I'm sweating. I've, I didn't put the fan on the AC on because
2: so you could hear me, but it's about 35 degrees today, so it's a bit hot. But um, it's nice. I haven't actually left the house for for three days because we've been recording all the music. So I'm kind of excited to get out and get onto the roads, but it's still a bit. Everything's still a little bit limited with uh with the pandemic.
0: Yeah, and I mean again, last last sort of bits. It must be also very hard for a musician who wants to perform. Um, not being able to fully perform that must be an interesting challenge that you're navigating at the moment. But is it any, any talks about doing any on, online sort of um, gigs or anything like that? Is there, are are there coming up or are we working on bits like in the background? Um, I've,
2: yeah, it's, yeah. First of all, it's been it is really weird not being able to play any gigs, but also just go to a gig because that's one of the where I find most my inspiration is just going to watch someone play, um, whether that's in like an open mic night or a, a you know the other two, um, but I, I haven't got any live stuff planned. But I've been filming a lot more content in terms of videos and making sure I'm like covering a lot more of what I'm doing instead of just instead of just talking about it.
1: Good. That's Good. great, and we look forward to hearing your new
0: stuff coming out, Max.
2: No, oh, you'll be the first to hear. Send it All straight right.
0: to you. <laughs> so appreciate having the show, Max. Um, so yeah, that's, it's been great. Gladly on checking out. Paul checking out and Max Leah checking out. <laughs>